Recorded live. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Freedom Fighters for America World Radio at www.freedomfightersforamerica.com. Coming up next, Al Cup doing his show. Al's a former action officer from the Joint Chiefs of Staff out of the Pentagon, now retired. And up next, now the Battle Hymn of the Republic to start the show. It is September 10th, 2015. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Freedom Fighters for America World Radio, and now the host of this show, Al Cuppet. Al is approaching the podium at the moment, up on the fantail, and now let's get the lady to unmute him on this line, and here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, yep. the host of the show, Al Cuppet. Hey there, glad to be on again tonight, even in the pouring down rain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's really raining. It's raining up in New England, too, I understand. I just talked some folks up there, and they're getting a big rain up there, too. So, Yep. Yes, sir, it is. I, I can attest to that as I look out the window right now. We haven't heard about the rains out in uh, Washington State. The, the fires in Washington State are going on with some other propaganda. So we don't know what happened to those poor people out there, folks. But anyhow, before we go any further, let's uh, pause to have a prayer. The Lord might bless the program, and that uh, those out there listening might understand what's going on before it's too late. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight in the name of Jesus, the only begotten Son of the living God. We ask you, Lord, tonight to bless the listeners. We ask you to forgive us of our sins, words, trespasses, or deeds that we may have committed, O God. 
any small thing that may hold back the flow of the Holy Spirit as we do this program tonight. We bring these needs before your throne. We come against the forces of hell right now. We bind them in the name of Jesus and command them to stay away from these that we're praying for. And, Lord, send labors into the harvest to minister to those that we're praying for tonight. We ask you tonight, Lord, for all your, thank you for your blessings. We thank you for what you've done in the past, present, and what you're going to do in the future. And we know what you've promised you're able to perform, for it says so in your word. We pray for Benjamin Netanyahu tonight and for Reuben Rivlin. And uh, Brother Delinsky, those over there in Israel in these critical times, Lord, as they are in a, a real strait. Father, we ask you to spare our Jewish friends as many as you can in the United States of America. Spare the church, the elect and the very elect, O oh Lord, as many as is possible, Lord, in these coming days ahead as this Holocaust approaches. We pray for the uh, <clears throat> Scott's mom, Lord. She has asked for prayer. We pray for her, Lord. We ask you to touch our need this night for Harriet up in Wisconsin. We pray for Stan and his venture, Lord. We pray for him. We pray especially for the Johnsons out in Arizona. We pray for Linda, Tammy, Austin, Myron, and Ted. Lord, touch their hearts this night. Be with them. For Karen, for John and Jeannie, for Justin and Aaron, Lord, in West Virginia. We pray for Lou, Lou, Isaac, and Anissa down in the land of Ecuador. Watch over them as that end times approach, Lord, we ask you to watch over them. A special prayer for Rosemary tonight. She needs some help, Lord. We ask you to lift up someone, oh, Lord, to, to pray for her and also bring someone to help her out in these time of need, Lord, as she gets older. We pray for Jim and Phoebe, Maryland. We pray for the shortwave program. We pray for Elizabeth on the tour. We pray for Jacqueline Donna. Thank you, Lord, for the good news you heard a while back. Thank you, Jesus, for your blessings. Pray for Shane and Lisa, for Tony and Caroline, and a special prayer for Caroline tonight, O oh Lord. We come against this cancer, Lord, but we pray about her soul, O oh Lord, that she might come to a no salvation before it is too late. We pray for Brian, Lord. Thank you that he's back on the job. We thank you, Lord, that you have touched his body. Hallelujah. For Dawn and Dave, we pray also. We pray for Sarah, Ted, and Karen in the land of Sinim. We pray especially for Don and Leslie. We pray for Kathy and Joyce. We plead the blood of Jesus over Michael and David, Lord. And we pray for Anita and her husband out in Michigan. When we meet these needs to you, we have others. Father, if you have an unspoken request, meet that need tonight. We pray also tonight for Kelly and Teddy, for Kristen, for Mike and Bill. We pray for Linda, Pat, Ted, and Matt. And, Lord, if there be one there that's not saved, oh, God, we'd ask that you to save that soul at any cost, that they would, they'd make the kingdom of heaven before it's too late. We pray for Milton, Bailey, and Autumn, for Dawn and Maryland especially, for Mary up in Washington State. We pray for Jonathan. We pray especially for David and Cheryl in South Carolina. Lord, we, touch, we just touch you tonight, Lord, for the need of this couple. Bring them through this thing, Lord. And now, Lord, we pray for the listeners. We pray for this program. We pray for our producer. We ask you to bless them all, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In his name we pray and for his kingdom. We ask it. Amen and amen. All right, folks, I'm going to read a scripture here for you. Hang on and I'll read it. It's in the 20th chapter of Matthew, as I recall. And I will uh, 
This will bless your soul. If you, it's like Brother Ed Herman, who got saved at 89 years old, and uh, he got saved at the very end of his life, 11th hour. But I'm going to read this scripture. Chapter 20 of St. Matthew, King James, authorized version only. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man, that is, that is, an householder which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. Now, folks, I'm in a real, you know, I've got a studio with the banister around me and rain three feet away, okay? He went into his vineyard to hire laborers. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. Now, a penny a day in Roman times was a day's wages, one denarius or one penny. But it says penny in the authorized, so that's what it was. A Roman penny, I guess, in those days was a denarius. But it says a penny, P-E-N-N-Y. That's one uh, word and five letters. He went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. And they went their way. Again he went out about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, now that would be five o'clock in the afternoon, okay? Because the day started at six o'clock in the morning. And he said, uh, found others standing idle and said unto them, Why stand you here, ye all here? You, you hear all the day idle. They said to him, Because no man had hired us. He said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard. Whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. So when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard saith unto his steward, Call the laborers and give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And when they that came were hired, they, I'm sorry, and when they came that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. And when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more. And they likewise received every man a penny. And when they received it, they murmured against the goodman of the house, saying, These last have wrought but one hour, but thou hast made them equal unto us which have borne the burden and the heat of the day. And he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? Take thine, take that thine is, and go thy way. I will give unto this last, even as unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Is thy nine evil because I am good? So the last shall be first and the first last. For many be called, but few chosen. Keep that in mind, folks. Many are called, but few chosen. You see, some get saved when they're seven years old, eight years old. Some get saved like I did at 29. And some get saved at 89, like Ed Herman did. But we all get the crown of life. There is one crown that we all are going to get, the crown of life. There are other crowns the Bible speaks of, but the crown of life 
is the one, eternal, the crown of eternal life is the one that's the most important. So just remember that. As you know, our brother Ed was saved at 89 years old. And I used to go play for him, as I told you, and he started crying. I said, what are you crying for? I didn't get saved. I didn't get, I mean, got saved when I was old. In that time, did that for Jesus. I said, Ed, it's not like that. And I took the 20th chapter of Matthew, and I showed it to him. And then I had him, when he, when he had broken his leg, he was in the hospital, and I grew up there, and he had an auction mask on, and I'd speak to him. And uh, he... Uh, <laughs> He started bawling. He couldn't talk, but he bawled. And I said, hey, if you keep bawling, the nurse is going to tell me to come and get out of here because they think I'm doing something wrong with you for crying out loud. But he passed away the next day. I'm not sure about his sister. It was 95 when she died, and she was 89 when I met her. She was certainly not saved. Uh, she just listened to you when you talk, when you read the Bible. She was not affected by the scriptures or anything that I told her. That's what I could tell. But like it says, many are called, but few are chosen. Straight as the gate narrows the way, and few that be that enter in thereat. There are few in this life over the centuries that will ever enter into eternal life. Uh, Brother Bob has warned us uh, about some things. The Lord spoke to him a while back and said, you won't be watchful of the 24th to the 28th of September. Also the 15th to the 17th of October. Now back, uh, years back, a year or so ago back, he said, uh, a year ago, he said, be watchful of the 11th of November. Well, nothing happened. We looked up, man. I said, yeah, it did. He was in China making a deal with the Chinese. He gave away a whole bunch of stuff. And I understand he's evidently going to give, his, his administration is giving the gun list, the gun owners list, so he said it had been compiled to either China or Mexico. can't remember which. Sounds about right. By the way, the uh, boxcars, which I showed on the uh, 2006 video, Twin Brothers Church, and they have stripped those three videos off of the website, com. They took them off uh, ruthlessly, just took them off. Uh, YouTube pulled them. You may be able to search straight from the joint teeth, joint cheese. If you're Googling, you might be able to find straight from the joint cheese straight from the Joint Chiefs, and you may be then be able to see that one that someone put up there. Um, I had a strange thing happen here, folks. Never had this happen to me before. But uh, I'm not going into detail right now. But this thing happened since about, oh, maybe April. And... uh, I've never seen this done in the, in the kingdom of God, but uh, I'll wait until I get it clarified before we talk about it. But it was a very clever thing that the devil pulled, and he fooled me for a while, and then the Lord showed me the hard way. 
The Lord shows you where it hurts you the most, sometimes in your pocketbook. Uh, the email right now is literally non-existent. And uh, I'm trying to get it up. We should have it up. And the email, of course, helped out. Uh, in the case of uh, I'm trying to uh, get some information it's, it matches all the things that have matched other stuff in the in the past. I just talked to some fellows who uh, who were out in Buckingham County, Virginia some time back, and they were driving their ATV out last fall up in a remote section. And sure enough, uh, they ran into some soldiers. They thought they were Americans, but the Americans told them to get out of there. This, of course, happened. The fires are being set in Washington State. Two choppers were seen starting the fires in Washington State. And another two choppers were seen sitting on the ground with foreign with troops. Two of them, as they said, were Russians. Firefighters showed up, and here's these troops, and they said, get out of here, restricted area. They said, well, we come to fight fire. Well, get out of here. And they locked and loaded their weapons and told them to get out. The report was there were two Russians. Well, the only two that probably spoke were the ones that they thought were Russians. They assumed the other ones that stand around in American uniforms were Americans, because that's the assumption. Most Americans who believe they see guys in uniform in the United States, they're Americans. Not so. Not so. I'm going to uh, reach over here, and I'm going to get a hold of this recorder, and uh, we're going to see what we got out of it. I've, I've written some things down, written, recorded some things a while back, and I wanted you to hear. I had another way to do it. We'll see if it works right now, okay? Okay, made mental notes. Uh, here, hang on one. On the uh, 29th of July, we've got a note that they have found a piece of the plane in the Indian Ocean. What we have here is the classical follow-up of a new one order on a job they've performed and pulled on it. They, uh, they have now saying they found a piece of the plane. Well, you, can, you know, they have not found anything for almost a year more now. And uh, now they've suddenly found a piece. Well, this is a typical follow-up on a false flag. They fill in some bits of information so the false flag appears to be a real, a real occurrence. Okay? The plane was hijacked by Global Hawk, the Digger Garcia. It never went down the Indian Ocean at all. So now they've thrown this piece of airplane, you know, said, well, we found a piece of airplane, so you know we're on the right track. Once again, with their garbage and nonsense and propaganda to make you think the plane really went down, okay? Now, I'll stop right there. They said just since that time, well, we cannot prove this is part of the plane. We can't. There's no seal number. There's no seal number. New World Order is perfectly capable of finding a piece of airplane and and protracting this lie that MH370 went down when it was global hawked and landed somewhere at an airbase, which we believe is Diego Garcia in the Indian Ocean. Okay. Stand by. They have said that this piece of airplane part that they found is 
Christ the plain. This is impossible to prove. This is an impossible statement. And they said, folks, what they said was, that proves that this plane was flown into the ground, flown into the water, and done suicidal thing like this guy in Germany. That's just more absolute garbage that the New World Order does to keep people confused. To ever make. Okay, so hang on here. A whole city block burned down in New Jersey, car repair thing, another city block burned down. The government is spending cuts for the budget, and uh, now we've had another city block here a while back burned down. Another complete city block was set on fire. This is this is going on several times, and all you get is, well, we're going to keep the investigation and going, going, and that's the last year from it. Like all the pipelines, all of the uh, refineries, sugar plant. Fertilizer plant, chemical plant, houses blowing up, pipelines blowing up. All this stuff is being done by agents of vacateur. The military forces on the 31st reported. This is normal. This is the 1952 Parliament of Parliamentarians. Now, they were talking about our, our forces being uh, reduced by the budget. The Army's 40,000 guys short. Well, you can understand why. Who wants to serve with a bunch of homosexuals? That ain't going to work. It's not going to work. That's not going to work. We designed this plan to reduce the U.S. military, and this is just a follow-up and a continual uh, plan of the globalist cabal, which has been running the show for about 50 years now. Okay, I was talking about those smoky vans and the convoys and the cremation convoys on I-81. And the father sends you what? It's still there. What's that? He's saying they are no longer going to use the ovens as they did previously. They're going to use a high-intensity infrared saying they've got some kind of a high-intensity infrared or uh, microwave oven, okay, they're going to use to get rid of people. Hang on. Smokeless. Smokeless? Well, they probably got, yeah, they got, they got. It's, it's, odor, it's odorless and smokeless. However, they've got this set up. But it's a high-intensity infrared. Yes. Yes. So what they have is they have a piece of equipment that they can put you in and get away without any ashes. Get rid of the thing almost without any ashes. The Christ on both ends and it kind of cooks you and evaporates you. There's no, there's no smoke, there's no smell, there's nothing. Hmm. There's not even fat dressing. Yeah. No fat dressing, yeah. no smell, no smoke. His, his wording is Incinerated to nothing. Incinerated to nothingness. The Lord spoke to him and told him those words. Well, it's on you. It's on you. You know, you can look at the picture and uh, trailer and got 
they've got a, a tube in there. You can see it's got gray ash inside of it. They, uh, it's got a door on it. On the, on the vans, folks, that were out there in a few years back on I-81, they had three personnel vans and hall soldiers. They had a trailer, tractor trailer with a smokestack out the back of it. Behind that was a a uh, Helm Humvee with a shrouded 50 caliber machine gun. And uh, there behind that was an ambulance, okay? They had cooking soldiers or something. So they're cooking on soldiers. And, uh, and cooking on soldiers. They, had cooking this thing over, they had this thing over in, uh, over in uh, Croatia, not Croatia, but uh, Ukraine, where they were cooking. The, the, they said they were... They were getting rid of the dead room of Russian soldiers so the people wouldn't know that there was anything going on down there. Well, I suspect they're getting rid of the U- Ukrainian soldiers, too, okay? Soldiers. So. Okay, brother. I got it, so. In other words, brother, for one of a better terminology, they are incinerated and evaporated. What? Yeah. Incinerated and evaporated. And just nothing, there. nothing left. Right. There's not even any ash. There's nothing. All the chemical components. In other words, the laws of physics have somehow been transcended. Been transcended. Been transcended. Right. And there's nothing. Okay. So you cannot have a forensic, but there's nothing to have. You have no forensic evidence. There's no forensic evidence available. Disappear without a trace. Got it. Okay, brother. Well, I'm praying for you. Praying for this Things that happen, and they're gonna have to happen with this fast. You keep. You need to pray for Bob, folks. He's uh. You need prayer also. And this stuff he says will be sooner rather than later. Well, I think I want to get up there to see you one day, but I will work on that later. All right. God bless you, brother. Okay, brother. Bye now. Bye. Maybe there's some more here. We shall see shortly. Tonight, the uh, 4th of August, air conditioning units causing so-called legionnaire disease. This is absolute nonsense. There's no way air conditioning units can do anything like that. The diseases in the hospital cannot get out through the air conditioning. Diseases do not travel through pipes. I was a refrigeration mechanic, and you cannot send disease in the hospital to the air conditioning towers. The Freon goes through pipes, heated or cool, whichever. That was the B. There is no transfer of germs from, to the cooling towers of the air conditioning. I used to work on air conditioning myself. I know I know the procedure and how it works. What I'm saying is, there's a disease in the hospital cannot be taken and transmitted through high pressure freon gas pipes to the outside where it's blown around as mist. The mist is being put there in some other method. Here it is. All right, folks, it's the 5th of August. Glenn Beck played a cut of Louis Farrakhan demanding that 10,000 blacks go out and murder whites. Make them feel the pain for killing us. We'll kill them first. I heard it on the show myself.
I heard that on the Glenn Beck show, folks. We heard Louis Farrakhan saying those very words. Beck played that thing at, at uh, he played it at 11.40, 11.40 on his program on the 5th of August. Louis Farrakhan inciting violence and killing people. Not a word has been said about the American. But thank goodness it didn't get played on the press because uh, it had been played on the press. It'd be worse than it's going to be. But like. Okay, folks. I think that's the end of that part. I've got a new recorder here, and I kind of think it's. Uh, I think it's going to. Maybe it might hold up some china. Um, one of the producers got a hold of it. And uh, he gave me the recorder, but it was still made in China. So I don't know if it's gonna uh, it's gonna hold up or not. The last two didn't hold up. One held up about thirty minutes. The other one held up about an hour. Uh, that was two fifty dollar recorders, and they were gone in no time at all. Now the program is a little bit choppy. I'm sorry about that. Nevertheless, it's uh, what's going on. Okay. Got some things here I want to read to you. Uh, Brother Steve wrote me a letter here, wrote me a note here, and I want to read it to you. What he understands about the Underground Railroad, he doesn't understand the whole workings of it. But here's what he says Alan Angela Merkel is a a hardcore communist. The first wave of 800,000 Muslims into Germany guarantees at least double the Muslim no-go areas, which England has, which is now 100 no-go areas for the U.K. A no-go area is where you can't go there unless you're a Muslim, okay? Germany is the size of the state of Oregon. Picture 800,000 Muslims more into into Oregon in the next 12 months. This will not be refugee assimilation, but Muslim domination with incremental Sharia takeover. Now is the time for the European Underground Railroad well-established in the 1980s, to kick in. But that means most email pertaining to this subject must be avoided, so alternative communications are critical. Ideally, nothing electric. I have the personal addresses here of some of the larger uh, that are located in Germany, personal addresses of the larger groups. Meanwhile, if he's still alive, we somehow need to get a private in-person meeting with you and Steve, and I won't mention his name. If he's still alive, as he put together many of these and knows where they are. As you know, you are still alive for God's purposes. And doing the uh, raw Wallenberg role, it is no accident that, that you and I met as we did in that joint venture back in 2000. My last name has a purpose in this scenario. I also know Germany, especially quite well, and the rest of Europe. You and I both need the backing that Wallenberg had to make this all work temporarily. But there is so much at stake. The time appears to be now. Otherwise, under martial law, everyone is stuck here. We're talking about North America in this case. It all hinges now on whether the need is recognized to make Aliyah from those areas. The Nazi and Muslim factors are increasing with startling rapidity. Hopefully they won't have the same attitudes as World War I France in that it can't happen here. 
unfortunately, it appears to be far worse, are going to be far worse if they don't get moving. You and I need some benefactors. <laughs> and it would be good if you and I met in Europe, say, the wherever, wherever, for starters. Wisdom dictates I don't try to round up the key players till over till I'm over there. But it does seem now or never Germany's then Europe's Operation Exodus need to get underway. Well with the exception of the eastern Mediterranean where the railroad can work naturally under normal laws of physics. The rest of the rescue operations that this railroad is going to make are going to be supernatural. Now, I know some of you can't understand that, and I'm not going to go into it. But if you'll read St. John 621, the whole verse there, you'll see some things in there that make it all possible. I want to read... uh, Jerry Golan's report. Jerry says uh, July 14th was a sad day for the world. I think I read that, but I'll read it again. Let me look for the other one here. I've got another one. And I'm under pretty duress conditions here. Jerry, uh, I got a, there was a, Bob had a, as a report here that I haven't had you read yet. Dear Al, did not the Father from heaven warn us that September 24, 28 would be the watermark in the flow of human history? In the fourth quarter of 2015, we witnessed drastic and dramatic changes which would affect the human history henceforth? Question mark. As hard as continuing logging is, it's in his backyard, he's talking about bringing up wood for firework. Father keeps instructing, keep cutting and transporting, splitting and stacking, increasing your wood supply. I ask, why? This is hard work. And you keep admonishing me, Lord, you keep saying more. Keep going, keep logging. For what is coming will necessitate an increased wood supply. Pressing the conversation further, the Father warned, this is not just concerning what is about to break through and burst upon the earth, nations, and mankind globally. This winter is going to be exceptionally harsh with deep penetrating cold that will tax infrastructures both above and below ground, transportation, communication, electrical systems, failures, schools, office buildings, shops, stores, strip malls, and closed malls, medical clinics of all types, refineries, manufacturing plants, facilities, military bases, and military facilities, even some hospitals will have to curtail their services, all stemming from unusually deepening cold, resulting in a killer freeze, gripping eastern geographic portions of America. Much of America's heartland is going to suffer. Much. This will affect the geological plates, stressing fault lines directly and indirectly, affecting magma chambers, not only those deep within the Earth's structure, but also those magma chambers near the Earth's crust. Henceforth, increased dangerous and devastating volcanic activity potential are potential are potentially possible. These sources will become a matter of survival, food preparation, personal hygiene, boiling water to disinfect, and killing the waterborne impurities, 
just to warn and call attention to how important and imperative a good, dependable source of heat is. Respectfully, my God and my Father, if what is being shown actually involves many of our precious fellow Americans will succumb to hypothermia and freeze or starve to death. Many have glibly said until hell freezes over. The above aforementioned may produce a frozen hell upon our beloved America. I pray not. Please, Father, have mercy. Now, you may have heard me say that before, but you just now heard it again. Now, I sent a letter to Germany, I'm sorry, to Israel on the first of the month, and the thing came back and came back with no explanation. I noticed the stamp had not been had not been canceled on it by any machine or person. So maybe that's the reason they send it back. But I'm suspecting there's going to be uh, going to be people who are operatives and I've got an article here which says We the people are living under control of a small group of Muslims within the U.S. government. He says, Al, Jews who are now will not be under Muslim government in Israel. However, the Jews are now under Muslim government in America. So let's not forget each of the people pictured here below was handpicked by President Obama. The golden Muslim brotherhood is subjection of the entire world to Islam. It's time to impeach Obama and fire the members of Congress with more than two terms. This is what this uh, Nasara News is saying, N-E-S-A-R-A, Nasara News. They have proved they have little concern for the concept of protecting the Constitution and America from all enemies, foreign and domestic. If Obama is not the foreign enemy of the United States, what is he? Well, I've known that for a long time. Uh... It says Muslim Brotherhood infiltrates the Obama administration. Six American Islamist activists who work with the Obama administration are Muslim Brotherhood operatives who enjoy strong influence over U.S. policy. Read it until it hits you like a ton of bricks. Read it again until you understand. We are now have a Muslim government. John Brennan, current head of the CIA, converted to Islam while stationed in Saudi Arabia. And Bob said this three years ago. He said, Al, is there someone up there saying name Valerie? I said, yeah, probably Valerie Jarrett. He said, she's a Muslim. Now, today I got this off the Internet. Obama's top advisor, Valerie Jarrett, is a Muslim who was born in Iran where her parents still live. Clinton's top advisor, Hillary's, Hugh Mabedin, is a Muslim whose mother and brother are involved in the now Muslim Brotherhood in Egypt. Assistant Secretary for Policy Development of Homeland Security, Arif Icon is a Muslim. Homeland Security Advisor, Mohammed Alibiari, is a Muslim. Obama Advisor and Founder of the Muslim Public Affairs Council, Salam al-Mayati, is a Muslim. Obama's Sharia czar, Imam, Imam Mohammed Magid, the Islamic Society of America, is a Muslim. The Advisory Council on Faith-Based Neighborhood Partnerships, Ibu Patel, is a Muslim. Well, Patel is from India, so he must be a, an Indian Muslim. 
Now, if she, he says here, Nancy Pelosi has announced she will appoint this Representative Andre Carson, Democrat of Indiana, as the first Muslim lawmaker on the House Representatives Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. Well, she's not going to appoint anybody because she's not the uh, she's not the Speaker of the House, and her that committee, Select Committee on Intelligence, is run by Republicans. But they're running almost hand in glove with the with the Democrats anyhow. It would make this Carson, uh, Andre Carson from Indiana, the first Muslim to serve on the committee that received intelligence on the threat of Islamic militants from the Middle East. I got one more page here. Hang on. He has suggested that U.S. schools should be modeled after Islamic whatever, where education is based on the Quran. And last but not least, our closet, our closet Muslim himself, Barack Obama, that's our closet Muslim. The entire article below, it says, it's questionable if Obama ever officially took the oath of office when he was sworn in. He didn't repeat the oath of property to defend our nation and the Constitution, and that's right, he didn't. Then the Democrats claimed he was given the oath again in private. <clears throat> CIA Director John Brennan took his oath on a copy of the Constitution, not a Bible. Congressman Keith Ellison took his oath on a copy of the Quran. Congressman Michelle Bachman was vilified and verbally tarred and feathered by the Democrats when she voiced her concern about Muslims taking over our government. Considering all these appointments, it would explain why Obama and his minions are systematically destroying our nation supporting radical Muslim groups worldwide, opening our southern border and turning a blind eye to the genocide being perpetrated on Christians all over Africa and the Middle East. The more damage Obama does, the more arrogant he's become. Now, I'm reading this from a news thing from Nasara News. Our nation and our government have been infiltrated by people who want to destroy us. It can only get worse. In his book, it is reported Obama said, if the winds of change turn against Islam. Well, I don't understand what that means, but I've got some, uh, a couple of, i got a poem here from our sister Juliet, the Lord gave her. Nostrosity being most likely the United States or any country that supports what we got going on. Effeminacy, abortion, and smearing of Israel. Welcome to monstrosity. The infamous, the infamous, the whore. All she is is more and less all she was before. All should be when all is said and done, and done at last, is broken in the future and a shadow of the past. She is grim and grimly vile, a creature dipped in blood. She is the beast before the beast, and after her the flood. She is a whore who boasts a baby suctioned from the womb, as she prances toward her judgment day and dances toward her tomb. All she has is what she'll lose and what I'll cast away. But she still has our appointment, and she still has hell to pay. In her future lies another land whose glory is in the past. The Assyrians drawing nearer, hasting now and riding fast. He's the future of monstrosity, the setting of her sun. He's the final word I'll speak to her when all is said and done. He's the blood I'm paying back to her for all the blood she shed. 
He's the one who'll do my bidding on the monstrosity of the dead. Thus saith the Lord, the faithful word, amen and amen. The heart of the beast, hang on a second. Let me see if I got the more yellow highlight here, okay? Here's one about the next great judgment. More than monstrosity can manage is about to be unleashed against her, says the Lord. More than she can handle is headed her way. Nothing she has ever seen can compare to what is coming. For she will be walking in new, new territory in the days that lie ahead. What I'm giving her has no healing ointment for its cure. Her next stroke of judgment is not fixable. Although she will lie, L-I-E, and say she is fine, she will know she has been struck a terrible blow, and she will not be able to hide what cannot be hidden. The next great judgment will cripple, cripple, but not bow her. It will sting her, but it will not improve her. It will take her breath, but she will go on breathing. It will slow her, but not stop her. She will walk with a limp for the rest of her days, but her feet will still run the mischief. She will not come back to where she was after the great next judgment falls. Continue to call your countrymen out of monstrosity, growing darkness, and point them to me, capital M, as their tower of hope, capital T, capital H. Thus saith the King of kings and Lord of lords. Here's another one. Fire coming. This is how I will answer monstrosity evil, saith the Lord. I will send fire upon her, will cause her to burn. Well, folks, Washington State is burning up. The last time we heard on the news, okay? The fires of judgment will spread across her as a sheet of flame from one coast to another and from one border to the other. No place will be exempt from the fire I will send. I will raise my hand against her and deliver her to a fire she did not kindle, one she cannot put out. She will come to know fire exceedingly well from the time she spends in it. But like a dumb beast who smells the fire and fears it, she will not know who has sent it or why it has come. The reason for the fire will stay a mystery, and the sender of the fire will stay unknown. But one who warns of fire coming, says the Lord to his watchmen this day. Warn your countrymen of the fire I'm sending. Warn them to flee. Flee, flee to me. Thus saith the Lord who sends the fire. Amen and amen. You see this again here. It says, pray for my watchmen. As I have told you, I have sent many watchmen to cry out to your countrymen and to point them to me, says the Lord. And I'm one of them, folks. 21 years now, I've been warning people. Now, I've been warning the church for 29 years, okay? I have sent many in my name and have put many warnings in their mouths. They act as watchmen to waken and to warn. Many of these have grown weary in their callings because it seems that no one listens to them. They feel like giving up because they see so little response. Yeah, that's right. And I've had that the last couple of months. But I found out why things are going wrong around here because I had a person to pull this little number on me and I didn't catch on too quick. But I'll get back to that when I get it cleared up. They see so little response. They're met with scorn and laughter. They find a few listening ears. Some wonder if it is worth it to continue and cry out, to cry out, and to warn. Pray for my watchmen, saith the Lord, that they would turn to me for their strength, 
to continue in their calling. Pray for my pray my encouragement will find a place in their hearts. Pray they will stay and finish and be faithful in their ministry in these grievous days in monstrosity. Thus saith the Lord to his children this day. Well, I'll read you this one too. This is how I deal with monstrosity. This is in 14 she gave it before the fires all started, okay? This fire business. This is how I'll deal with monstrosity in the days ahead, says the Lord. I will let her have her way. I will give her her head, for she is running wildly from me. And my law is and is running into fire. She did not know that her freedom would turn into fire. She is silly and heartless whore, abandoned to all her self-will and her shameful harlotries. Now, folks, we just talked about those city blocks burning down. We talked about all these pipelines blowing up and on fire, trains on fire, refineries on fire, chemical plants on fire, Fertilizer plants on fire. That one's been on fire before it blew up out there in Texas. Hmm? And she got this back in 14. I just happen to read it to you now. I am against this the whorish woman who, women who inherit your land, inhabit your land, says the Lord. I am against their whorish ways and their love of harlotry. I am meeting them in judgment and proclaiming them as lost. Those who think they are mine will find that they are not. I am turning them over as sport and spoil to the Assyrian when he comes, and he will give them more than they want of all they wanted. Now, Bob warned us from the Lord. He said, those folks that are stemming for a civil war out here, he said, they're going to get what they want. The Lord said they're going to get what they want, but they're not going to want what they get. I am against the womanly man who proudly strut and prance, says the Lord. I abhor the ones who are so in love with themselves and their own beauty. I will meet in judgment the vain ones who adore themselves above all other above all other gods, small g, who will show them and will show them who they are and who they are not. I will put them down in the dust where they belong. Gone are the days when I called you and do repentance. These are the days of fire sent by my hand. I am judging monstrosity by fire and lightning. Watch and see what I send, for I am sending my fire on your land. Thus saith the Lord to his watchmen this day. Amen and amen. Now, folks, he's warned us about the 24th and 20, to the 28th of September. I was hoping maybe it would be a hurricane or something, not not something even worse. I'm like David. I threw my, myself upon the mercy of the Lord. And... A God-caused hurricane is sent by God. Uh, hopefully there won't be anything sent by man upon us. <clears throat> Hang on a sec. Another one uh, for a terrible future. In the beginning of her days, America belonged to me, and I ruled over her for good and her, for her good and her protection, says the Lord. I kept out invaders. I saved her from evil many times. I kept my hand upon her. I worked all things for her good. She served me, and I kept her as my vineyard, says the Lord. But I no longer rule. I no longer keep her. She has given herself to another god, small g, and has chosen another ruler. She desired more than the one whose right was to rule, capital O-N-E, one. She has become a degenerate plant. A strange plan of strange ways. 
and I have reserved her to be ruled by strangers in her terrible future. Well, I know most of you listening know that's the truth. That's what you know to be the truth. But I realize these things are scary. I realize that they're shaky, but I have told you time and time again to get yourself out of your bed. This morning the Lord woke me at 3.37 to pray. 37 is a great number because 37 is the word of God. Yesterday it was 2.05. I've had one person in all these years tell me, Dear Al, the Lord has shown me to get up. Brother David out in Arizona said, The Lord has gotten me up early. I opened my King James Bible and read it. He has spoken to me. He talked to me. And what you said works. Yeah, I know it works. You're right. Thank you, David. I proved that it works, and the Lord had to force me into it. The week I was preparing to meet my pastor on Saturday, he got me out of bed at 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'm up, I'm wide awake. What are we doing up? I guess I better pray because i got to see the pastor on Saturday. And they, they, they thrust me out privily from this church. On the 23rd, I met the Deacon Board, and they told me to hit the road. And on the 26th of January of 86, they privily thrust me out that day, too. I got a phone call at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 3 in the afternoon. Now I got a scripture for you. Come outside the camp. You're reading uh, Hebrews 13, verse 9, 10, 11, or 12, or 13, and there you'll see the whole thing. Come outside the camp. This mistake I made was going back and trying to go back where I wasn't invited to try to do some good. Hang on a sec, folks. I got a little book spray here. Hang on. There we go. Gosh, it smells good, but it lands on top of your head. (laughs) Anyhow, you get out of bed and pray. And if you're not born again, if you haven't been saved, you look in your Bible. You know, they came and brought him to Jesus, and it says he healed them all. He healed them all. In the 11th chapter of John, he tells where he rose. They tells where he rose Lazarus, raised Lazarus from the dead. And it says in chapter 11 or 12 that they wanted to kill Lazarus. They wanted to kill Lazarus and Jesus both. They wanted, but they wanted to kill Lazarus whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Have you ever seen such heartless people? Heartless people. He raised a man from the dead and they wanted to kill him. Do you think it's changed, folks? Do any of you think it's changed? Well, it's changed now for the worse because we threw the Bibles out in 1971. We started throwing out the King James Bibles. And then when that didn't go good for us, we decided we'd change the songs and throw out the songbook. And now the songbook's been thrown out. And nonsense rules the church. In fact, worse than that, hell itself is ruling these churches. The same man that... uh, put me out of the church, same man who kicked Brother Phil out of the church up the road in a kangaroo court about the King James Bible. He is now the superintendent for the district. He's the superintendent for the district of the major church that we talked about that I live in. The district that I live in, he's the superintendent of the district. He's a guy that had two guys in his church go out and blow up six abortion clinics. 
Now, he didn't tell them to do that. But he didn't tell them anything that told them they shouldn't do that. His servants had no power in them, no faith in them, that they didn't think that blowing up abortion clinics was okay. And like I said, Sister Gertrude called me at uh, 7 o'clock. Brother Errol, go look on the TV at 11 o'clock news. Tommy Kenny got locked up. They're in the back of an FBI car being hauled off to jail for blowing up all those abortion clinics. They're the ones that did it. Oh, my goodness. Sure enough, I I stayed up till 11 o'clock that night. It was the 19th of January. It was a Saturday evening, 1984. And there they were on the 11 o'clock news. They called Tommy the Snail because he drove five miles below the speed limit. They called Ken the Bear because he was a big guy. I don't know what they call Mike. But he had a bum church with the wrong Bible. And the Lord said, you got the wrong Bible and you got the wrong words. That's the problem. Get back to the King James Bible and write the Pathway Press out in Cleveland, Tennessee, and get you an old-fashioned hymn book. Just going through those old hymns will bless your soul. You better pray for your Jewish friends. My granddad told me and my mama, and she told me, Alex, that's my given name, Alexander, you need to take, you need to watch out for the Jews. You need to take care of the Jewish people. Watch over them. Help them out. Bless them. Jesus was a Jew, and so was his mother. And Joseph, his supposed father, was also Jewish. So bless the Jewish people. You can't go wrong, man. I'm telling you. We used to worry about saving souls, and I've been worried for 29 years about saving the church, about saving the body of Christ and what's coming. Because they sure haven't got a clue. I saw a pastor last week at the Madison County uh uh, festival that they have every fall, Madison County Day. And I saw, I heard him, his wife is playing there in the car, Sweet Hour of Prayer. And I thought, oh, that's a great hymn. I said, I used to be a song leader until they kicked me out of church. Did you go to church? Yeah. What for? I says, are you a preacher? Are you a pastor? Yeah. Do it's Bible the Word of God. Oh, the Word of God's in Greek and Hebrew. None of them are the Word of God. I said, do you think Charles Finney thought that? Do you think Charles Spurgeon thought that? Do you think John and Charles Whitfield thought that? Do you think uh, John Wesley thought that? Do you think that uh, that uh, Francis Asbury and Samuel Davies thought that? Billy Sunday? Huh? It's not in Greek and Hebrew. He gave us a perfect English Bible. Seventh translation was the authorized version. It was done in seven years, and English is based on seven languages. You got seven, divine perfection, three times, it says. I'll preserve my word forever. That's in the furnace of earth. Pure, preserve forever in the furnace of earth. Psalms 12, 6, and 7. Preserve it forever. If you use the right Bible, it says that. It doesn't say that if you use the NIV. It doesn't say that in the seventh verse at all. They bastardized it till the text won't work. If the Bible you're reading does not match what is forever settled in heaven, you have a counterfeit Bible, and like us, out in Bowie, Maryland, we had a counterfeit church. 
we had a counterfeit church. This guy was I kept arguing with me. He said, stop pointing at me. Stop pointing at me. Don't you touch me. I said, oh, is that your defense now? I said, I talked to an atheist a while back, and that's what he said to me. Don't touch me. Or don't point at me. Don't get near me. Don't talk. Don't you don't do. Don't you point your finger at me. I said, David had killed a man and committed fornication, adultery with his wife. And Nathan went in and said, thou art the man. Don't you think Nathan pointed his finger at him? I said, if you're teaching the Greek and Hebrews the word of God, thou art the man. Thou art the man. And I'm sorry. And the little girl started crying. And I said, sweetie, I'm sorry that I made you cry. I said, me and your daddy were just having a loud argument about church. So don't worry about it. It's all right. I won't bother anymore. I'll see you guys later. Goodbye. Have a great day. That happened on the streets of Madison, Virginia. Just uh, five days ago, six days ago. Folks, I love you. I'm here. Be sure to pay for my producer. You need to support Freedom Fighters for America any way you can. If you can't uh, find how to do it on the Internet, then you need to call, write me a letter at Al Cup at Wolftown, Virginia, 22748, Box 111, if you want to use Box 111, and uh, put your return address on it so it comes back in case I don't get it. And I'll tell you how to support the network. I'll tell you how to support the network. Please pray for Brother Bob and his wife. They, uh, they're they going through a little bit of tough time right now. It's going to be over in a couple, in a couple about a week. They'll be out over the hump. And uh, he should be back able to uh, bless us again with his words from heaven. Unfortunately, uh, they're not pleasant words. People say, what's Brother Bob been saying? What's Brother Bob been saying? You'd be surprised how many calls I get on that. Well, hopefully this recorder won't turn into white noise and I'll have be able to, it'll last more than 30 minutes or an hour. And I thought my brother was going to get it <laughs> not made in China. I thought he was going to find a used Japanese one or a used uh, Filipino one made in the Philippines. But that didn't happen. Well, coming into the program, I'm going to pray that the Lord will bless you. Father, Bless the listeners. Watch over them. Keep them safe. Give them faith, hope, charity, Lord. Give them grace and mercy in these days ahead. May they call upon your name, Lord, and they call upon you every day, every day. And if they're not saved tonight, Lord, may they understand that they're sinners to be saved by grace, that they'll call upon you and ask, Dear God, forgive me of my sins. If the tears are starting to flow, that they might say, Forgive me for my sins, oh God, forgive me that I might be saved. Save their souls, Lord, that tomorrow might be a great new day. Now, Lord, do all these great things in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your blessings. We love you, Jesus. We love you beyond anything known on this earth. Thank you, Jesus, for your beloved sacrifice on the cross. Thank you, Father, for your Son. In thy precious name we pray. We pray now, amen and amen. See you next week, folks. Now, see you uh, first, the first week of uh, October, okay? First Thursday, October. See you. Good night, folks. Love you, love you all. Shalom, shalom. Thank you, Al. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that was Al Cuppet on Freedom Fighters for America World Radio at www.freedomfightersforamerica.com. Thank you for tuning in to this episode, and stay tuned for other up-and-coming shows. Freedom Fighters for America World Radio is sponsored by Freedom Fighters for America. You've been listening to Al Cuppet, radio host, on uh, September 10th, 2015. Thanks for tuning in.